GT Radio is a part of the Geek Therapy Network. Check out the brand new GT Network site at network.geektherapy.com to find information on all of our projects. Again, visit network.geektherapy.com to learn more about the GT Network. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Oscar Cardona with Brandon Saxton. Hey. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. Hey. Today we're going to be talking about saving the books and a few other things. But first, let's talk about what's new on the network. This episode is coming out uh, on a regular uh, Saturday, but uh, we did do a bonus episode in between, which you can go back and check out on the, on the feed on the Steven Universe finale. Uh, so if you watch Steven Universe, please check that out. Uh, we also have a new episode of Goblin Lore. Uh, it's called Elders, Dragons, and Highlanders. I haven't heard it yet, but... Uh, Two out of those three things are some of my favorite things, so I definitely <laughs> want to check that out. And they have new artwork, which, I don't know, uh, for a podcast geek like me, that's exciting. So <laughs> if you want to check out Goblin Lord's new artwork, uh, check out the show. And we have a new blog post on Ocupación Friki. Uh, the title is The Ocupación Madre y Padre, El Reto de Ser Padres Frikis, which translates into the challenge of being a geeky parent. If you speak Spanish, check that out. I've, I've been thinking about how I should probably translate those because there's some good stuff in there but that's work that's what i need volunteers for <laughs> do any of you speak spanish no i do not <laughs> fine but, I'll keep, but we, I'll keep we know people who speak spanish this we do mm-hmm. we do you could I mean, rope somebody too. into doing it i could probably yeah i could probably get somebody to do it i'll try i'll keep y'all posted <laughs> all right so for today's topic let's talk about saving the books and what what do i mean so uh over on the discord because last week, Lauren mentioned that she was watching Marie Kondo's Tidying Up on Netflix. And I don't know why. It was after we recorded, right? That you mentioned, mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. you know what? Like the Discord's kind of messy. We should, we, should, we should tidy it up a bit. <laughs> she started a revolution, Hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I was like, you know what? Th- that's not a bad idea. We, we joke about having like 60 channels, but some of them weren't active. So I was like, okay, that's not a bad idea. So I went into some, like the God of War one that we opened right at, right after we finished the, right, right when the game came out. It was so funny. Only two people ever, ever used it. It was like two, two comments and nobody ever used that, that one in particular. <laughs> I was like, this was definitely getting shut down. And then the next day somebody finished the game. I was like, oh no, where'd the channel go? <laughs> I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to chime in. But uh, Muzz on the, on the Discord, uh, he was very concerned about the books channel. So he, he wanted to revitalize it. So he started using the hashtag save books. <laughs> in every channel. Like he was talking about channel. books as it relates to every other channel too. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, it, was, it was greatly appreciated. Uh, a man on a mission to, to save the books. So he got people talking about books, favorite covers, all that kind of stuff. And I thought that would be cool to talk about. And then sometime during the week, there was this weird thing that tied those two things together, which is that people online were saying that Marie Kondo says that you shouldn't have more than 30 books, which is a lie because she, she's never said that. And people were like attacking Marie Kondo for that or, or, or being super defensive, defending their collections of books. And that was weird. So I don't know if that'll come into the conversation. But uh, yeah, let's, let's geek out about books. Let's celebrate books. Yay! Woo! Yeah. Books. Yay reading! <laughs> so so even although we didn't Muzz didn't mention this specifically or I don't know I, I think it was implied that we're talking about physical books so I want to uh, provide a disclaimer that I I don't do physical media anymore mm-hmm. so I barely have books I, I saw people sharing their their book collections or their boxes of books 
I literally only have one box of books left after downsizing repeatedly, including comic books and regular books. But I used, I used to buy books like crazy. So I love them. But, uh, but I, I still have a, a love of books. I like going to bookstores and I look around and then I never buy anything, which I feel kind of bad about. But you but, do uh, read books? I read uh, a lot. Digitally. I read a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, read, I read more than, at least nonfiction, more than like most people I know. So, so yeah, I love books. How do y'all feel about books? Love I love them. them. <laughs> Can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> books Can't get are enough. the best. When was the last time any of you read a book? Last night. Today. Today. Really? <laughs> for for pleasure or for school or work? Um, pleasure. Pleasure and work. Okay. The DSM-5 doesn't count as pleasure, <laughs> Brandon. That was cheating. <laughs> I launched it right out of my uh, DSM-5 WebSack, though, so I think it counts for something. <laughs> Did you say WebSack? I, I, I don't. I mean, is that a real word? I might have made that it up. But I think, I mean, if someone has any fan art of DSM, uh, DSM-5 WebSacks, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to Google that and regret that I did. Oh, God. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Brendan, so so how do you... What, do you do you read often? Do you read to unwind? Do you read because you you love it? Are you in the middle of something good right now? Like yeah, for sure. So I I read for kind of all of the above. So throughout graduate school, a lot of my classmates and colleagues kind of stopped reading for fun, and that made a lot of sense. Their reasoning was, you know, in school you spend so much time reading books or articles or lectures or whatever, you just don't have time or the energy to read for fun. But that was never really for me. Reading is something that I've done throughout my whole life. And it's something I very much do to unwind. So I still spend, you know, I'm, I'm new on internship and clinical practice. And so I still spend a lot of time reading treatment manuals or articles or things like that, but I still read every single night for pleasure. So right now I'm reading, um, it, I, what I almost always read is kind of like trashy fantasy novels. So what yes. I'm reading right now is a series, it's called The Cell Swords Compassion. And it's just a kind of a, I think it's very good, but it's kind of this trashy fantasy novel. Um, it's a series of like seven books. So I, I like those a lot where I can get invested in these series and I don't have to find something different to read for a while. Um, things like, you know, Game of Thrones is a, one of my favorites. I reread the Harry Potter series every couple years. So there's a lot of this stuff that, that I definitely enjoy reading for fun. Um, and very much use it as a kind of a self-care, um, winding down every night for about, I would say, maybe a half hour before bed. I read um, in terms of physical versus digital books. I buy physical copies of all of my work or research related books, um, but I do not buy physical copies of books for pleasure anymore. I only buy digital copies of those. So I mm-hmm. kind of split depending on the purpose or the utility of the book. Um, in terms of the medium through which I buy it. So, yeah. I'm curious, is there any particular reason why you buy digitally the the pleasure books? Um, mostly, well, I have, I think I have three Kindles now, and I very much kind of <laughs> like just having all of my pleasure books with me. I like to, I have some, so the, where this splits, I guess, a little bit is with graphic novels and comics. I buy graphic novels digitally if I can get them for very cheap but otherwise I usually tend to buy hard copies of those primarily to just support my local comic book store Um, but in terms of why I 
buy them um, the kind of pleasure books digitally is really just to save space. I bought physical copies for a long time growing up, and I have boxes and boxes full of books. And it eventually just got to be too much, moving multiple times. And then I really did get kind of infatuated with my Kindle when I got the first one. And so I very much kind of like just being able to have all of my books right there. Um, It's easier, at least for reading in bed, um, because I don't have to like balance this book above my face and, and try to drop it on my face while I'm flipping the pages or whatever. So I don't know. That a while hurts, back, man. I, I know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so a while back, I just kind of changed um, to those digital books and I've, I've never really gone back on those. And I think also with Amazon Prime and like the Kindle Reading Club, there's a lot of cool digital books you can kind of get for free or really cheap um, as well, which is another kind of motivator for me to get digital books for the for fun books. Yeah, I started the same way. Uh, I have this um, like fear in the back of my mind that I'll be like a deserted island scenario in my mm-hmm. head. I'm like, what if, what if, what if like all the power, basically Hurricane Maria, like that's basically mm-hmm. what's in the back of my mind. Like they may, there may be a situation where I lose everything and I'll be very limited in what I, what I have with me. And I, I, the very least would like to have a whole bunch of books to entertain me. So it started like that. And then I was like, whoa, that just occupies less space. So I'm, I'm where, I'm where you are. Mm-hmm. Zombie apocalypse comes. You guys are not gonna be able to to read anything. So, so there'll be no power. <laughs> to that point, I think you're mm-hmm. probably you're almost certainly right. But I wonder if I could maybe with like a bicycle build a small electric electricity <laughs> generator that just by yes. pedaling slowly I could make just enough electricity to keep my Kindle juiced up. I, that would also this. keep you fit for running from the right. zombies. It's true. Less That's true. important ultimately, but another another definite uh, a nice feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are like solar packs and things. And mm-hmm. a Kindle can hold thousands of books and last months, like mm-hmm. if, even if it's like on all the time. So, but then so. you would only have what you've already got because there'd be no internet. Mm. Damn it! But fine, like we're we're trying to like we we're, we have the knowledge <laughs> to get us to to point B. You know, I mean, come on. Not having internet means you wouldn't get updated ads. That's kind of nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have the one ad. <laughs> the <laughs> one <laughs> forever. Yeah. Yep. Lauren, I feel like you're you're closer to to what we're talking about in terms of having limited space and and not being able to to have you know a million books with you at all times, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't have a lot of space, and books definitely <laughs> do make up the majority of my stuff. Really? <sighs> yeah, I think she's the in between. Yeah. So when. I moved last and I boxed up everything. I think if you exclude all of my like furniture stuff and you just looked at boxed up stuff, probably, I don't know, I would say between a third and a half of it was books. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Um, that's not true anymore. I, I Marie Kondoed or I am in the process of uh, <laughs> doing the Marie thing and um, I did reduce my book collection which was hard but i did do it yeah i don't know it's uh it's tough and you guys are talking about switching to to kindle which gosh i don't know probably eight years ago i got not the original kindle but like the second run of kindle so it's it's black and white it doesn't have a a backlight or anything like that um, but I got that, and I started putting a bunch of books on that, which was really nice. I do. I feel like I read faster on it. Uh, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just uh, 
you know, in my in my head because I actually have a progress bar I can see. But I don't know. I, I feel like I read faster on that. But um, it's really hard to find uh, my textbooks in a format that I can read them on my Kindle. And even if I do find that, sometimes it is uh, just as expensive, if not more expensive, to get the the ebook version, which is mm-hmm. enrages me. Um, and then also because it's it's an older Kindle, it doesn't handle like anything with images well. It it can show them to me but if it, it, it fucks up all of the the spacing and so i'll have like three or four pages i'm clicking through where it only has like one word on it and then it's like the picture <laughs> and then another couple of pages with just one or two words on it it's very weird it does not handle textbooks well that's a horrible way to have to read a textbook it's not great it's not great <laughs> so um it's it's sort of shifty is there are things that I, I like reading electronically or on my phone um and there are things I prefer to have a physical copy that I can, you know, actually hold in my hands. And as I've gone into my my bachelor's program and now my PhD program, um, <laughs> I used to be one of those people who was like, you can never dog ear a page. Never use your highlighter in a book. That is blasphemy. You, you shouldn't even do that thing where you put the book upside down on the page that you're on while you go grab yourself some tea. Like, that's how dare you? How dare you mistreat a book? And now I'm like, ooh, a book? I'm going to highlight the shit out of this <laughs> because, like, I actually use things for reference reference now and having things highlighted makes it a lot easier to go back and do that but um yeah being broke means uh i depend a lot more on the library than actually buying books physical or electronic versions it's it's, libraries uh, are the best libraries Libraries. i love libraries love them Mm. good library oh man i I miss living in new york city yeah you can just imagine that was oh so great i don't know i don't know how the libraries are where you all live now but Damn, that was incredible. One of the saddest things is when I when I moved to where I am now, there is a library like literally two blocks away. And I was so excited. It's like as I was moving in, they put up all these these signs that are like library now closed until, you know, sometime 2019. No. We're renovating. And I'm like, no. Aww. Now the closest <laughs> library is like car distance away, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Is there an Uber for books? Like library books? There should be. Like an Uber read? Hmm. <laughs> you can Maybe. you can get ebooks from your library. It's true. It's true. Oh yeah. yeah. I would consider that Uber. It's books. true. It's true. That's yeah, that's huge too. And again, the, mm-hmm. the better your library, the the larger the selection on digital too, which is incredible. Oh man. And some of them go into your Kindle account. Too, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can actually read them on the Kindle. Oh man. Yeah, well I mean, you know. We leave Lara for last because she has ridiculous <laughs> bookshelves and a wall of books. Brandon, and- Lauren and Josue have seen my place and seen <laughs> our collection of books. Um, and I say books because comics are books. I'm oh, going to yeah. make hashtag comic books are books. Nobody's disputing uh, that here. Good, good. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that think of comics as like lowbrow or like... Uh. Yeah, and it's get out of it, here with that. Yeah, it, forget it, it. They are literature <laughs> and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have your trashy romance comics. You can have your like straight up like old school Shakespeare comics. There's mm-hmm. those. You there's all kinds of comics. Um, 
But yeah, we have to enlist a lot of friends when we move because books are the worst thing to move because <laughs> paper is made with limestone, so it's mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah, we have a lot of books. We've got um, in, in our living room, we have one of those five by five Ikea uh, shelves, cubes shelves, double deep with with graphic novels and, and comics and um <laughs> then there's another one on the side um in my office there's a bookshelf full of all my psychology and, and textbooks and then in the bedroom hidden behind some boxes of books there are bookshelves um <laughs> and then a uh six cube uh shelf by my bedside with uh my my reading stack. We love books in our house. Mm -hmm. With with my wife working in comics, um, it's they're really important to us. We like physical comics because you can't get an iPad signed. Um, Very <laughs> true. I mean, you, you can. I mean, you could, yeah. but then you wouldn't be able to see through it. On the screen. Also, uh, permanent marker does not hold very well to glass when you are touching it with your sweaty fingers. Good, good mm -hmm. point. Good it, point. You would just rub it right off, and good it would be point. very sad. But the back, you could do it on the Mac. I don't. Your fingers are back there too. Your fingers are back there too. Yeah, and if you put a case on, it would rub it off too. Yeah. Um, Fine. So we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of comics that are signed with original art in them, signed personalized to us. I mean, the fact of the matter is, when I read, I like having the physical book in my hand and the and the paper and the smell of paper. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. Um, some things I I do go digital for. There are some book series that I'm not as interested in keeping all of the books that I, I love to read them, but I don't need all those books and I will, I'll get those digitally so I don't have to keep those on my shelf. There are other book series like my Laurel K. Hamilton, Anita Blake series. <laughs> yeah. I stopped reading after a certain point. I have so many books that I don't know where I left off and which one is the last one in the series. So, but I love those books to death. You can definitely tell that they have been read. There are no dog ears on them, but the spines are cracked. Yep. Um, and a couple of them are hardcover signed copies. And I try not to buy hardcover because uh, they take up a lot more room and they weigh a lot more. So yeah. I, I've got my, my priorities when it comes to books. I feel like we could probably, you know, tidy up some. There's some duplicates of things that I have that I don't necessarily need. Volume one of The Walking Dead when I have The Walking Dead Companion Compendium uh, Volume One. So I could I could clean some things up, but you could pry my books from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to thank you, Laura, for, um, well, I mean, inviting me to your home, but uh, getting to see your bookshelf reminded me that you can double stack books, mm -hmm. that they don't all have to be perfectly faced out so you can see them. You can just jam them back in there. That's fine. Mm -hmm. So I, as I was going through my books, I, I was like, here's the rule. Right now I have um, one of those IKEA uh, shelves and it's uh, two by four and right now it is being used as my tv stand and it, it was like my general thing holder it had some books on it and then you know loose cables and stuff like that I was just putting all of my stuff on there and I pulled all of my book boxes out of storage and I was like okay I'm going to clear off these shelves and this is now the bookshelf I'm only going to keep you know what I can put onto this this shelf 
And I started going and I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to be, there's not enough. I can't fit all my books. Oh God, oh God. And then you're like, Laura has books double stacked. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, basically I was just like, I I was, you know, I have all of the Harry Potter books and Mm -hmm. gosh, I guess two of them are hardbacks and all of the other ones are paperback and then oh my I have, gosh that's like our house too oh my god and then i have <laughs> I have, i have two copies of order of the phoenix one is uh you know the, the regular american print that matches all of the other ones i have and then one is a uh, uk print i believe and so it has like different cover art and everything and so i just have this huge stack of harry potter books because they're thick boys and i was like this is gonna take up like more than one shelf how can i justify keeping like i care deeply about harry potter but i haven't read i literally have not read it since the last book came out um partly because i have like emotions about it but um mm-hmm. i was just like i don't i don't want to get rid of these because they have been so important to me for like two decades of my life but also I don't want to display these across two whole shelves of very limited space. What am I going <gasps> to... I can stick them behind the other books. Mm-hmm. This also solves my Laurel K. Hamilton problem of having like <laughs> 30 of her novels that I need to somehow shove into one space. So I doubled I doubled down and I managed to fit everything except for... Um, I took like my children's books um, from, from my childhood that I had saved. And I'm like, okay, these don't need to be on display. They're more like emotional items. So I can justify being like this one box of books that I'm putting into storage is, is like, doesn't count as books. They're like memorabilia of my childhood. So it doesn't count and I'm fine. And I met my goal and I'm very proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Harry Potter is a, is an interesting one. Like there, there's the books and then, I really want to get the illustrated ones as, as they come out. And yeah. they t- those are huge and They're take huge, up a lot of space. Yeah. But I really want to keep them and read them to my child when I have children. Like, I want, I want that in my life. So I'm going to have to decide to get another bookshelf. I, I need a house where I can just have a library. That's what's going to happen. I think you should get more of those IKEA shelves and just keep stacking them until all of the walls in your house are actually bookshelves. <laughs> also, also, you can stack the shelves too deep. Just one oh, in front of the other. <laughs> this yeah. is this is horrible, guys. Those are the I'm secret gonna, books. Gonna, you guys are trying to turn me into a hoarder. <laughs> uh, I can't do it. I'll get you to do it. Perfect. Libraries have that thing where they like stack them, like where they, they put them on these rails and they put them mm-hmm. close to each other. Yeah, but the, the books are on, like the shelves are on a thing that you can you can turn to make the shelves move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Figure it out. You have yeah. to invest in that part. Yeah. Guys, Set I had to put I had to put an electrical cord behind this this shelf that was um the, the five by five and moving that thing was oh so fun i had to take a strap and put it behind it and pull it away from the wall i had to use my legs up against the wall and i moved it a quarter of an inch and that was just enough to get the cord back there (laughs) and we're good but um oh it's so heavy i i can't do that to my friends again because we've acquired so many books whenever we move i'm gonna have to hire somebody (laughs) oh yeah pay somebody it's too much (laughs) don't if you have books that you would never get rid of yeah yeah. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Except the ones that I mentioned. Like, I have duplicates of things I don't I don't need. Um, there's some comics that, like, maybe I like them, um, but I don't need to keep them. But there are very... The, but 
for the most part, I'd say I'd keep 98% of my books. Yeah. Okay. Brandon, you sound like a more reasonable person. <laughs> like, is there any, um, are there any books that you wouldn't get rid of? Like There very, are... Yeah. There are a handful. I have one book that uh, is signed by Kevin Smith. I wouldn't get rid of that one. Mm. What is the book? Uh, it's his book. Um, oh, geez. I can't even. It's the one. It's basically just like um, transcripts of his podcast, actually, for like the first like 30 episodes or something. Gotcha. Um, nice. Of his podcast called Spawncast, which is that one was signed by him. I have a, a comic book, um, a Batman comic signed by Scott Snyder that is framed on the wall. I wouldn't get mm. rid of that one. Yeah. Um, I have some other books that I got from like family members that are kind of special because of that sentimental connection that I probably wouldn't get rid of. So yeah, yeah there are some. Hmm. Probably more of my graphic novels that I'm more attached to than my actual like novel novels. Gotcha, Lauren. Are there any like if you if you just had to like there's just a handful that you would never get rid of? I have. I mean, th- having just gone through all of my books, I'm like, those are the ones I won't give away. <laughs> um, I'm pointing at them. You can't see me, but I am. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, I have my my favorite book series that like I will, d- those books will probably get thrown into the incinerator with me. Those are the ones I want to know. Which ones? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my, my, f- my favorite book of all time is called Rhapsody. It's by Elizabeth Hayden. And um, it is part of a series. So Rhapsody is the first one. And then there are, it, it is a trilogy originally. And then there was a second trilogy planned, though she never wrote the last book. So I have five books. Um, those those are really important to me. And then as as another example of, of a book that the book itself isn't important to me, but what it, what it represents is, is uh, when my dad finally emptied out his storage unit and he went through all of this stuff that had been uh, kept and shipped all across the country um and and so and so there were like you know i i, I come by this naturally both of my parents are are hardcore readers and collected a lot of books a lot of uh you know the the dime store fantasy novels and sci-fi books like there were I don't know, I want to say between like 30 and 50 banker boxes full of just books, mostly just paperbacks. And so when he went through all of that, uh, I didn't get involved in that part because I probably would have ended up with 10 new boxes of books just for me. Um, But I did go through and just sort of peeked into a couple of things that he had separated out as my mom's. Um, from before they got divorced and in that box was a huge Arabic English dictionary my mom was in the Air Force and worked as a not a full translator but sort of a translator and so she she had that Arabic dictionary so that she could you know understand Arabic and I don't I don't know anything about that I'm not going to learn that language that dictionary is not useful to me but it is this big thick like leather tome it's this beautiful blue and orange on the outside there's like gold accents on it inside it's it's not just a a dictionary it's like a full thing and so inside in the middle of the book there are a series of the uh, clear plastic pages where they have um, anatomy charts so you can learn you know proper anatomy 
words in both English and and Arabic, and it's it's just really cool. And I was like, this is so neat, and I love that you know this was hers, and it's it's you know it's just a beautiful book. Like for a while, I had it on display just because it looked good. Um, but I also discovered as I was flipping through it, there were a bunch of loose rose petals pressed between the pages, which um, I don't know if I'll ever get that story because I'm not in contact with my mom or my dad at this point. But um, I don't know. It's it's one of those unsolved mysteries. Like, you know, who 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 put those rose petals there? How long were they there for? Hmm. Um, they're still in there. Uh but yeah, that's that's a book that I'm I'm never gonna get rid of, even though I'm also never gonna read it or reference it. So I think yeah. that's a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you mentioned your favorite book. What what is like? What are your favorite books? Uh, or like, if you had one, I know it's hard to choose, but like, Lauren was able to say her favorite book. Brandon and Laura, do you have a favorite book? Um, it is really hard to choose like a favorite book. I have I have a book that. Say my house went up in flames, there's a book I would grab off the shelf for sure. And this one will never go. It's um, the first Game of Thrones book. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend James, who passed away, oh my God, it's been 10 years, 10 years ago, he gave me the book long before Game of Thrones was on, um, (laughs) on TV. And he was like, you need to read this. And it was like the original uh, cover. So it had this (laughs) ugly piece of art. In my opinion, ugly piece of art on it. And I was like, what is this thing he's making me read? This is is ridiculous. I can't keep track of all this stuff. But I got hooked after a while. It was one of those things like Lord of the Rings I like... I couldn't get into and then I put it down and came back to it and I, and I could read it. So the second time around on, on it, uh, on Game of Thrones, I was able to get through it and I was hooked and I definitely, that's one book that like, I won't lend it out. I let my wife read it, but she knew she had to be very careful with it because it's like starting to fall apart and it's, it's something that, that connects me to my friend. So yeah, that one will go with me. <laughs> that one will hmm. go with me in the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Do you have one book like that? I don't have any one book um, that I have a real strong physical connection or sentimental, not certainly not physical connection to, but also a sentimental one. Hmm. Um, it would be hard for me to even pick, I think, a series that was my favorite. I, I've just jumped around so much. I guess the first book that came to mind when you asked, and I'm not, I would have to think about it to decide if it's my favorite, and I think I would decide ultimately that it's not, is kind of this really, it's kind of this obscure random book called Nuclear Age that I read a really long time ago. And I only read it once, and it's like just over a thousand pages long, I think. And it's really just ridiculous. It's about this superhero named Nuclear Man and his sidekick, Atomic Lad. And um, Nuclear Man is just this very classic kind of bumbling hero. Doesn't you know? Not the brightest, and uh, but ve- it's very funny. But about like eighty percent of the way through this book, that's very silly and funny. It gets very very serious, um, and I've never forgotten that experience of reading it the first time because it was so 
kind of profound how this book that had me laughing out loud many times, I think had brought me to tears at one point because it changes tone so quickly um, and so unexpectedly. So I don't know necessarily that it's my favorite, but it's certainly one of the most memorable and really came to mind um, kind of very explicitly when I kind of started jogging my memory or reflecting on what might be my favorite book. Hmm. Yeah. my The book that I've enjoyed the most and have reread, which I don't usually do with fiction, was Ready Player One. But the mm. book that I listen to, or that I think about the most, like I guess it would be my most me- memorable one, as far as novels go, is one called Jitterbug Perfume, which is about this guy who was living hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but he's trying to live forever. And so he manages to do it. And it's his his life over generations and hundreds of years. And how he does it, and how he sees the world, and and it's it's probably my most memorable book, for sure. But I don't. I also don't have like a physical one that you'd have to bury me with or anything like that. I once had like a this Carl Jung book called the Red Book. I don't know if you have ever heard of it or seen it. It's gigantic, and it's full of. It's basically like Carl Jung's diary, and it's full of mandalas, and it is gorgeous. It's just incredible. But I've had to downsize so many times over the years that it was one of the one of the casualties. I remember I, I sold it for like 150 bucks or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I, I do miss that book because it was just it's the kind of thing you you leave out because and so people are like, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I, I eventually I'd like to buy it again. I think it's out of print, so it'll cost me way more than it cost me <laughs> the first time probably. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely want to. Oh, I would love to get that one again. Hmm. Books, so good. Love books. I realized that we could we could talk about books forever. Oh yeah. This is this was not a, a good idea. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, like it's been a while, and uh, we need to keep going. Ugh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad. We can we can revisit this future. But there's also the books channel on Discord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good job, Muzz. Good job. This would also be a really good topic for the forum. save it for later (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) i'm just gonna sprinkle it in whenever i can (laughs) any closing thoughts on books anything anybody wants to say before we we move on read more books Mm -hmm, that's good that's a good psa yeah you don't have to limit yourself to only 30 books just keep the books you want to keep damn right she never said that exactly she never said that she said she keeps 30 books yeah she said she went through and she was like you know what I'm fine with 30. Like when I did it, I, I only had to keep 30. For you, it could be 3 million like Lara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have 3 million books. Because you don't have the shelf space yet. But one day you will. I feel like you've one probably cracked a thousand now. <laughs> God, now am I going to have to go count all my books? I mean, you yes. can count one shelf and then guesstimate it with math. But but it's really hard with graphic novels because they're yep. so different mm. sized. Oh, All right, so let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more GT Radio. The Geek Therapy Network is home to shows like Headshots, Jedi Council, Starship Therapies, Superhero Therapy, and Rolling for Change. We even have a show about Steven Universe called Here Comes a Thought. You used to be able to find information on all these shows at geektherapy.com, but we've moved all that to a new home, network.geektherapy.com. Every project on the network has its own page with information on how to contact and follow. We're adding more projects in the coming months, so be sure to check network.geektherapy.com often to discover some new podcasts and blogs. And please, please let us know if you find any typos, because it is still a work in progress. Thanks a lot. 
we're back. So let's talk about something else that happened uh, in in the community. Uh, there's actually another hashtag <laughs> on the on the Discord that came up, and this one is give Brandon something to talk about. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which basically was uh, uh, John who was saying trying to motivate people to post more in the on the GT forum. And I brought up the the forum before. It is. I mean, we've talked about it every week now. And when I when I built it. I actually designed it. Well, actually, I didn't design it. I copied Waypoint, um, Waypoint's forum. So Waypoint is the video game content part of Vice, like Vice News and Vice.com. And and I, I love their stuff. Uh, Lauren and I have talked about their podcast and their writing lots of times. Um, they even interviewed um, me and Kelly for a headshots article. This was real funny. They interviewed us for an article on Waypoint based on the an episode I did with Lauren. And I'm still I'm one hundred percent I'm one hundred percent certain that they listened to the episode and then assumed it was Kelly and contacted her, but didn't know it was Lauren who had mm-hmm. come up with the idea and had all the ideas for the episode. I just wanna on the record I am 1000% okay with being mistaken for Kelly. <laughs> like, what? What a boost to me. I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got sidetracked. But uh, so, so they have a, a forum and I liked what they did. Basically, every single article that they post has immediately gets posted on the forum and acts as their comment section. That's why I've always said that the GT forum is like the comment section for all of our podcasts and all of our content. That's that's the idea. That's what 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 I hope it um it is for people. But this week there was an interesting conversation on the Facebook group where someone was asking for uh, some sort of resource list. Lara, has this ever come up before in the past? Um, every couple months. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Someone's like, oh, like I I love this community. I would love um, and it's it's a number of things. It's like just resources for using either mental health or an education or a directory of people who work with the you know like a, a GT mindset. And every now and then, I I've built a few over the years. Other people have done them in different ways. And so Hannah brought this up in the in the Facebook group, and we had a back and forth. And in the conversation, I realized. Everything that she wanted to do, which was like a list of resources and a directory, I was like, oh, yeah, we have the GC forum now. It has everything you need to be able to make that kind of thing It make it publicly available. You can actually design a post as a wiki so it's updatable by different people. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we can do with it. And I'm curious if you've, like, Brandon, this is your beat now. You've, you've, you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've, you've looked at the forum a lot. Um, I'm curious if any of you can think of any potential use for the forum because I have a few ideas now and I was looking at the waypoint forum and that place is pretty cool. But at the same time, there's so much that you can do with this platform. It's called discourse, the the software that we use to, to actually run the forum. And just like I go on Reddit sometimes and I find these amazing FAQs and tons of resources and great information. Mm -hmm. We can pretty much do all of that in the GT forum. So I'm wondering if, if you've had any thoughts about that. I have, I'm not familiar with Waypoints Forum, so I don't have the really good comparison, but I want to take a look at it. But I do really like the idea of kind of using it as a wiki and a place to store information and, and to just have those conversations specific to the content that's either being put out by various folks in the geek therapy community of content creators 
and prompting or engaging in discussion um, with whoever's consuming that media. So it's certainly, I mean, I think that's a the, a great feature and a great thing that it could be used for. I do catch myself wondering if people, it seems like the Discord is just unbelievably active. And I wonder if people just tend to drift towards there because people are already active there to start conversations that would maybe be a good fit for the forum. I don't, I mean, I'm not too sure, but I wonder about some of the kind of overlap of the Venn diagram of those two mediums. You know, that's a great point because the, the way, the way I've always seen it is that there's this word, uh, ephemeral, right? So, um, which basically means like in the moment. So discord is very much that like something's happening mm-hmm. right now. People start talking about it and then it just gets lost in the feed, you know? But it's very much it's very much chat rooms, right? Like we're talking about a specific topic, and then that can switch at any moment, right? There's no there are no particular threads. There's just these big channels where all these conversations are happening, and then the Facebook is very it's also very ephemeral. But it's a little easier to keep track of some some stuff on that. Yeah, on the Facebook, you think? Just as far as like comments and things, like you you can keep track of a thread pretty easily. If until you, the thread gets lost until the thread gets lost mm-hmm. which yeah. is the which is the other problem right so someone can post something and then it's a main idea that exists on its own and then everybody can comment on that and in that sense it's more organized and which, then it disappears yeah 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 so it is it's like a step up it's like oh you want to have a more organized conversation um group together this is i don't know i feel like the channels do that kind of well right but the channels are definitely like in the moment facebook can last a little longer but eventually everything fades there too. And then the forum is the next level up where you can not only write more, it's, it's easier to find things there and things are cataloged in a certain way that it's, it's, it's like it's meant to last longer. And it wasn't until this week when I really thought like, oh yeah, the GT forum is, isn't just a forum. It's basically a platform. So I was thinking, so th- there could be articles, right, that we could do on the Geek Therapy website, but... On the GC forum, I you know it's like anybody could come in and do like a top ten list or their favorite books or their favorite thing, something right, something that can last for for a really long time. And I don't know, I, I think I feel like I made a really good argument for for using the forum for more than just the comment section of of our content because it really is a robust platform, and it's like it's also like future proofed. It's very it's a very like advanced system of, uh, of as far as forums go. It's really good. So I'm, I'm curious I'm curious how people might use it in the future because Hannah wanted to use it for, again, a, a directory, maybe a list of resources, something that could be updated. And we were going back and forth about like, well, you know, it's like it's, it's not publicly available or accessible. Or, or she also made a comment like, oh, it's only for like people who are therapists. And that's not true at all. Mm. That's like, mm-hmm. that's a, that doesn't describe the GT forum at all. The, the people that who are least describe geek therapy at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people who are least active in this community are the people who are uh, clinicians. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so they're too busy doing work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I really disagreed with that, but I don't know. I feel good about the stuff that we could see. Lauren, have you, have you visited the waypoint forums? I have not recently, but I check in there every so often. Yeah. And so has there ever been anything there or even Reddit? Like, is there anything on Reddit uh, also that, that could work? And what I'm thinking is like, there are like, like you go to a subreddit and then there's this pinned, right? There's this pin thread at the top and then it has all this information that's being updated by moderators and it's super helpful. 
Like, I don't know how many times I've gotten stuff from, from Reddit. See, so this is, this is what I'm thinking. This week, we, we've talked a lot about Steven Universe. Steven Universe is a very important show. So I think it would be a great place to have like a, I don't know, like a, like a, an ongoing wiki of like super important queer media, for example. Right. Or, you know, we have a queer comics podcast coming up soon and maybe we could, you know, there could be a list that's, that started there or or an ongoing thread where people are recommending books to be discussed or checked out. Or even just the host of that show could like post things and, and for like a recommended reading list or something like that. It almost sounds like a library. So this is, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way up to there. Which uh, is that the the GT library, which is what Lauren and I, uh, Lara and I spent all of 2016 on, was eventually overrun by bots, and yeah. I tried to clean it up. And maybe maybe I just didn't have the knowledge to to do it correctly back then. But I I had to basically reset the entire website. It was it was just too it was too messy. <laughs> it was too messy mm-hmm. after that disaster. Like so, what the what the bots did was basically just create content on the website so they were creating these huge text documents thousands of them crazy articles on i don't know what yeah 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 (laughs) thousands per hour it was just it was just insane they crashed all of our all of our uh, websites repeatedly and like an idiot i was upgrading like i was paying more to upgrade the server (laughs) and i was like i don't know what's happening and then it just filled up more space oh yeah it was it was bad but that's what i was gonna get at. i think we could use it to spark the library up again. Okay. I think it could be, I think we could use it as that. I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. Um, as a refresher for anybody who doesn't know what the GT library is, it was uh, literally, I used, in that case, I used the Wikipedia software. So I remade Wikipedia, branded it as Geek Therapy, hosted it on our server, and then we were creating library entries, which were suggestions for pieces of content, including a summary our insights on how they might be used to have, you know, important conversations about particular themes. And uh, it even had like, you know, how to's um, briefly. And then in our insights, it was, it was short pieces of information, but that you could pull a whole bunch of stuff. We, you know, we, we based it in part on Patrick O'Connor's Comicspedia. We were like, but that's just superhero comics. We could do it on so much more. Mm-hmm. Basically half of it was, superhero TV shows, specifically Supergirl, at the point when, <laughs> when, it was, when it was taken down. Hey, there was some other stuff in there. Come on now. But there was a lot of Supergirl in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's better than, well, a newer... No Supergirl. Than, than all, the, the, all the demo pages that I did were all Supergirl. They were in- I know. I know. <laughs> It was pretty funny. Oh, um, yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's an idea. We could definitely build the library there because I, mm-hmm. I have way more control... I think it's easier to control the to control and moderate the the forum than it was the wiki library page. And I bet it would be easier for me to enter in stuff on that. Hmm. I would hmm. have to actually do it, but there was a point <laughs> there was a point where I was like, "Hosway, I need to just not enter things into the secret Google Doc we have and like actually put it out there." Um, and that was when the bots took over, so we were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was so sad. We were so proud of the library. And it's been, ah, oh, it was, it was like so disheartening. It's been hard to go back. I know. I've got, I've got an entry like right now that I want to do. 
can't believe people on Discord are watching Sword Art Online and nobody mentioned it. It's actually a library entry. That's what involved. that's what my en- that's yeah. what my okay. entry is about. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think using the forums like that would be really cool, and I think that would be a good way to get more people to participate. So Josue and Laura, you guys don't have to do the whole thing by yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that was the idea behind the wiki. We didn't want to do it by ourselves, and then bots decided to do it for us. Yeah, I, I was, I was. We don't want bots, but I do think um, posting on a forum has less of a like, oh, I have to be an expert yeah. threshold. I think mm-hmm. people will be a little bit more willing to be like, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but maybe, and actually post it instead of like if it's associated with Wikipedia. I'm. I, I, maybe I'm projecting my own feelings on it, but it'd be like, I have to be 100% certain before I put this in. <laughs> Plus, yeah. you know, some people might be there for another reason and then also be like, oh, well, I already comment on Jedi Council while I'm here. And, you know, I can write a, a thread about how much I love, I don't know, this other book or whatever. Then mm-hmm. maybe I can also, while I'm here, it's the same place. I can I can do something yeah. with the library. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Actually, I actually... Didn't think about the GT library until I started talking about it. So I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Lara. It's it's still something I think we should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best idea you and I have ever had. It's the best idea we've ever come up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also the I think the resource that I think would be the most useful, you know, for the and, most people and the most unique to this community. Mm-hmm. Like every time somebody comes up with an idea, like oh, like this this is a great metaphor for this thing or that thing. It's mm-hmm. like oh, this would be perfect. Even on the on the Facebook group, people are asking, like, this week is like, oh, something for grief or something for, you know, there's different There was different something examples. for hypochondriasis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And ultimately, the, the biggest benefit of people, of more people posting on the forum would be hashtag give Brandon something to talk about. Finally. Yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me something to talk about. <laughs> and, and Brandon, where can people find the GT forum? Hold on, I don't have the uh, URL memorized. Just kidding. It's at forum.geektherapy.com. Just head over there and um, just give me something to talk about, even if you just want to put a thread about me and giving me things to talk about. That would be really great for next week. I just want to have something to talk about. I'll interact with you. I'll respond to you. Um, but you got to give me something. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Where else can people find us, Laura? They can find us on Facebook at the at the Geek Therapy community um, at f- facebook.com slash geek therapy. And we've been talking this whole time about all the cool stuff that people have been talking about over mm-hmm. there and asking for resources. And a bunch of people have been saying hi. So it's a good time to jump on and, and quit lurking or, or join and then say hi. Yeah, we're a bunch of cool people. <laughs> You can also find us on Discord at geektherapy.com forward slash Discord, which I wanted to briefly touch on. Uh, Josue, you shared a BuzzFeed article called How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation. and that broke me. That (laughs) so called out. Yes. Yes, that article is a lot, but it uh, started a really nice and open intimate conversation on our discord about people dealing with with burnout in their own life and and processing the cultural forces that that make us feel bad about not being able to do everything all the time 100% perfectly um but yeah that that was a really nice conversation over in hashtag mental health 
And if that's too heavy for you, go over to the TV channel and have Lost Girl gifts. Another way you can reach us is on the question queue at geektherapy.com slash QQ, where you can write in like Vars did. Woo! What? Yeah. Love it. He asked, if someone was going on a retreat for a few months, what would be the one book you recommended that would have a lesson that would impact them a lot after reading it? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going with Jane McGonigal's Reality is Broken because I think that would be extremely ironic to read on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the lesson they got from it? Uh, reality is broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good. I could say super better because uh, chapter 10 is the best chapter in any book ever in. But uh, instead, I'm going to give a, new, a real answer. It's a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And it talks about, basically talks about all of the like prerequisites that it takes uh, people to get to a point where you can deeply focus on a task. And he even talks about this architectural design was made that has like a series of five rooms and you go from one room to the other doing different things until you finally you get to the final room where your work is and you can start to work. I think it would be super helpful on a retreat to to read that, really think about it, and then come back with a new way of seeing how to prioritize and, and focus on work when you need to. I think it's super helpful. This would be a really quick read. So if you're going on a retreat for a couple months, might not be take you the whole time but ellen forney's rock steady what is it rock steady brilliant advice from my bipolar life mm-hmm. um the lesson from that book is take care of yourself and learn yourself and learn to take care of yourself i think she's got some great advice for people who are bipolar and people who are not bipolar i definitely learned a lot from reading that and um it's not just for therapists it's for anybody so I, li- I really like some of the practical um, aspects of keeping track of where you are mentally and, and being able to manage when you're spinning out of control and you're stressed out or you're feeling down and need to pick me up. So hmm. definitely a good book. Got it. Brandon, did you think of one? I did. I Well, I thought of it most, mostly because I've been rereading it myself. There's this book that I really like. It's called The Mindful Way Through Depression. And I think it can be really helpful for people who might be dealing with depression, but I also think it's actually just quite good and could be helpful for anyone. And it's really all about just kind of taking mindfulness and and maybe understanding it and integrating it in your life and maybe changing the way you are thinking about the things that are happening around happening around you or the way that you're thinking about the things that are happening around you i think i could probably think of maybe a more profound or better answer but that one's certainly on my mind like i said just because it's it's been one that i've been rereading um recently it's a question queue. It's like no prep. It's just on your feet. Right. Quick answers. <laughs> I've got another answer. No, no. We just answered no. one. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, it's the uh, the f- huge box set of Calvin and Hobbes comics. <laughs> and the lesson is <laughs> life is chaos. Okay. <laughs> That's the lesson you want someone to get during their retreat. Accept the chaos into your life. 
I don't think does it say that in the Calvin Hobbes uh, strips. I bet it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that does it for this week's episode of GT Radio. Thank you for listening. You can always find more information at geektherapy.com. Best place to reach us is on Twitter, at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxon. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Remember to geek out and do good, and we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 